At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Alvaro here at the VEASAN studio with Wes Reynolds getting ready for tonight's NBA action. We're taking a look at some of the player props that you can play for tonight's Nets-Bucks game. Again, the Bucks a five-and-a-half point favorite total sitting at 220. But where are those points going to come from, Wes? So if we take a look here, Kevin Durant's points prop, 34-and-a-half. James Harden sitting at 15-and-a-half. Jeff Green, 13-and-a-half. Joe Harris, 12-and-a-half. And Blake Griffin, 10-and-a-half. That's for the Nets. On the Bucks side, Giannis, 33 and a half points is the number. Chris Middleton, 24 and a half. Drew Holiday, 18 and a half. And Brooke Lopez, 13 and a half. I want to say on the Brooklyn side that Joe Harris is is going to rebound here from arguably his worst shooting game of the season. And that was my one loser on this program on Tuesday night. I did take the over with the points. He didn't even come close. A bad shooting night, especially at home where he shoots about 50%. So initial, at least first glance, and I have not bet this in full disclosure, I would at least lean to the over because I got to think, okay, water eventually finds its level. Mm -hmm. A guy is going to shoot better. He was terrible. I think he was like two of 10 or two of 11 or something like that on Tuesday night. So you got to think that 
he might make up for the scoring. Durant, it's obviously priced to the maximum in terms of the points here at 34 and a half. Now, people say, oh, he scored 47, so 34 and a half is a cinch. But, you know, these guys making these numbers, usually they're pretty dead on accurate, especially as you're getting this deep in the series. So that's why I tend to kind of skirt a little bit of the star players from a points perspective because points are always going to get the most wagers here. So if I, were to, line. if I were to yeah. look to play Durant, I might. Might look a little bit at the rebounds. Now, I don't think he's going to have 17 like he had on Tuesday night in game five, but he has taken a little bit larger of a role in the rebounding because you haven't really seen the Nets play a true big guy here. DeAndre Jordan has basically been missing in this series. They haven't really played Claxton a ton in this series. This is a guy that's going to go 45, 46 minutes and maybe get one or two quick rests a game. The rebounding rate that he has is the highest of his career, 12.8%. So if you look at that, and if the Bucks continue to shoot poorly or at least under standard from what they did in the regular season, then you would think Kevin Durant is going to get his rebounds potentially. So that might be an angle I think that you could certainly look at here. You could also perhaps look at, look at Chris Middleton in terms of over rebounds or over assists. The usage rate is is pretty high for Middleton. He's actually a very good rebounder for a, for a wing player. So his assists, there is third on the team. Potential assists, I guess the numbers that were run were 6.4 per game. So he's generating about 10 points a game for his teammates in the semifinals. So that could be, I think, an angle to look with. But nothing really jumped out at me. Maybe I get involved with Joe Harris over 12 and a half points. Really difficult to decide, not knowing how much you're going to get out of Harden either, especially mm-hmm. with the injury he's mm-hmm. dealing with. So somebody to consider when looking at these props. And that's a good point by you because yeah. that's priced into the market. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't think it was necessarily James Harden that affected Harris last game. I think it was the fact that he had open looks and he just didn't make him. And this is a guy that's the best three-point shooter percentage-wise in the NBA. So, But to your point, Harden does affect these other props and you only have that one game of sample size with him being back. So that's why nothing really jumped out at me here. Right. He's in the mix. Who knows how many minutes you're going to get out of him, what you're going to see. So something to consider before meting any props on that game tonight. Some news in the world of tennis, though. Two big stars pulled out of Wimbledon here. Naomi Osaka and Rafael Nadal each withdraw from Wimbledon. It looks like Naomi is going to go to the Olympics. She's ready to prepare for that. But Nadal saying no Olympics for him either. He said, in order to prolong my career. So with that in mind, taking a look at the Wimbledon odds, the top five favorites in the women's category, Ash Barty at plus 550, Serena Williams plus 750. Uh, I have to ask before we even go down here, I mean, Iga Swatek is on here 11 to 1. But Serena, is that... I don't want to compare her to Phil Mickelson here, but is that a little bit of a sentimental thing here too, or is she expected to be doing really well in this? Well, grass probably is her best surface at this stage of her career. It's kind of like Roger Federer. This is the chance where Roger Federer would have a chance, I think, to win another Grand Slam more so in the hard courts because he's going to get overpowered on the hard courts, and then he has never really been great at the French Open, even though he has won there and got a Grand Slam. Djokovic has an opportunity to tie Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal with 20 grand slams. I already consider him the greatest player on the men's side of all time, but this here I think would cement it. So Djokovic, the rightful favorite. If I'm looking a little bit down the board at the women's, I would look at Sabalenka at 11 to 1. All right, something to consider and surprising news there in the world of tennis. More coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Hi guys in the desert, I'm Danielle Avari sitting in here today for Matt Humans. I also have Wes Reynolds joining me on the desk at the VSIN studio here at the South Point Sportsbook. We will have uh, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm at the Circus studio in just a few short moments. Uh, thanks again to Kenny White for joining us in the last hour. And also coming up later this hour in our last segment, we'll have Reed Fowler on to discuss the U.S. Open. So day one going on right now at Torrey Pines. Wes, do we have an update? We do have the same leader, and that's Russell Henley at four under par. Molinari posted three under. Rafa Cabrera Bello does have a par five here left on the front nine. Two holes left to play. He is at three under, so he does have a chance theoretically to match Russell Henley. And then Brooks Kepka and Xander Shoffley, the men at two under. A lot of guys in at one under par. Eduardo Molinari, Fabian Gomez, Patrick Rogers, Matt Wolf, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tyrrell Hatton, a lot of Englishmen there with those two. Also, Adam Hadwin trying to finish up at one under. We are starting to get the second round or the second groups going here. So, you know, this is going to last till about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock Eastern time. So you get some primetime golf here on a Thursday night and really the next four days. If that goes ahead and floats your boat, Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, currently on the first tee to start his afternoon round. So we shall see how this is going to play in the afternoon. I don't know if the scores are going to be as low because simply when you look at the greens, as I mentioned earlier about POA greens, in the morning, they're a little bit more pure because they're just mowed. And then throughout the day, that's where these POA greens. That's why a lot of these PGA Tour players don't like putting on these greens because they're very bumpy. And you're especially going to see that materialize more on the weekend as you've had 156 players trample all over these greens really with two days. So usually in the early, the putts run a little bit more pure and then later in the afternoon, not so much. So we'll keep an eye on the U.S. Open going on, obviously, today, tomorrow, over the weekend. But let's swing it over now to our friends over at the Circus Studio, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm. Derek, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, great to talk to you guys today. Great day of uh, some daytime baseball and some great sports tonight. Well, before we talk about tonight, I did want to swing it back to that tough VGK loss last night. How has the atmosphere been at your watch party so far? Well, uh, the watch parties have been uh, have been pretty great. Um, obviously, we seem to get more people out when uh, when VGK is on the road than at home, but uh, but it's been great. I mean, yesterday it was so darn hot out that. Uh, I think everybody up at Stadium Swim watched the game from the water because uh, it was smoking hot. But uh, uh, volume's been good. Um, you know, yesterday was uh, was a day for the house because, you know, it really doesn't matter at, at this point. It doesn't really what matter what Matt Metcalf and uh, and and uh, Chris Bennett do. I mean, we're going to need the opposite side. And boy, oh boy, did we uh, we needed we needed Montreal last night. So we ended up having a house day. We'll see we'll see what happens. I, I'm sure. Uh, you know, the money's already been coming in on Golden Knights for uh, for Game 3 here. Well, it's a quite, pretty interesting day for the sports books, having the 76ers lose on the money line, having the Jazz lose on the money line, and the Knights lose on the money line. So I'm not sure many books, uh, at least in Nevada, lost any money yesterday. And what we're seeing tomorrow now, I believe 160 is where you guys are in VGK tomorrow night for game three, 146 to take back on the Habs. Montreal now, all of a sudden, they're used to playing the last two games in front of sellout crowds here in the Fortress. Now they go back to the morgue of the Bell Center, which usually is a high-octane, high-energy environment, but limited capacity up there in Montreal. Mike uh, and Derek, we saw, I think it was $5 on VGK. That was kind of the high watermark for the series. Now at your store, seeing about minus 330. Any value in terms of jumping in right now in VGK, or would you guys just leave it alone? 
Well, look, I said before the series, Petrie would be a difference. If Petrie's in the lineup, the Knights shouldn't be more than a two-to-one favorite, in my opinion. The, the defensemen are long. I think Petrie's better than Weber, but they're long and they have long sticks, Wes, and they're really disruptive. And now they have home ice. I mean, the Knights should be favored. The body of work in the season, Marc-Andre Fleury. But make no doubt, if Montreal gets off to leads in these games in this series, they're a very tough team. We saw them not trail for seven hours before game one. And, I mean, um, half of the Knights' goals have been off clean face-off wins on shots from the blue line that Price doesn't see. If he sees them, it's very tough to beat them. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We were talking about that, uh, Wes. I was actually sitting on our glass seats last night, and the impact Petrie had on on the game I thought was dramatic. Uh, I was sitting next to Darren Banks, and, you know, uh, Petrie's lower hand, he's a right-handed shot. His lower hand was the hand that was hurt. Banks made a comment that he, he, he would never uh, never pass by without chopping at his lower hand. But, boy, oh, boy, Petrie made a big, big difference. And on the VGK side, there's another huge loss. I, I think Stevenson mm-hmm. is, I mean, him not playing dramatically changed that first line. I mean, that first period was pretty bad. I mean, four shots on goal. Uh, they, they were really outmatched last night, I, I, I thought, really completely. Yeah, and also the fact that you have those defenders, like you mentioned, they pay the price, kind of what the biggest Golden Knights do. They block a lot of shots, most really in the NHL, and then you've got Carey Bryson between the pipes, and he's proven he can get it done in the postseason. But let's go to tonight's game, Lightning at Islanders. We saw some early money, I think, on the Islanders. Now some money coming back on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nassau Coliseum has been absolutely one of the best home home ice advantages, really, in all of the NHL this year, and it's continued in the playoffs, it certainly affected the Boston Bruins. What about Tampa Bay tonight? You know, Wes, if you like Tampa Bay in this series, I think you're getting them at a good price tonight. I like the under, but I wish it was five and a half. Five's a tough number to play because if you do get to 2-2, uh, you can't win. The, the, the Lightning got to stay out of the penalty box, right? I mean, that's how the Islanders score. The Bruins could never stop this parade into the box, and then their PK was just a disaster. They had no philosophy. They didn't know what they were doing. First two games of the series, Islanders have plenty of opportunities in Emily Arena on the power play. Tampa Bay has been so stingy on the road. I mean, they've just been absolutely awesome on the road in the playoffs from a defensive standpoint and from Andre Vasilevsky's standpoint. I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. You can get in cheap here on Tampa Bay if you like them. I'm with you, though. Nassau Coliseum changes things. I don't think they can win two games on the island. So I'm going to stay away from a side here, but I really prefer an under in this game. Well, we looked at the future of these series and look forward to the Stanley Cup finals, at least from the book's perspective. Would you guys rather see, let's hope that VGK makes it out, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Lightning or the Islanders at this point? Well, from a bookmaker perspective, we'd love to see the Canadians and mm-hmm. <laughs> the Canadians and the Lightning. That would guarantee a six-figure win in the future for us. If if it's the, if it's the Islanders and the Knights, it guarantees a six-figure loss. But from an overall operator standpoint, we want to see VGK continue to go on because it's good for our business. Like you mentioned, the watch parties, the bars are full, the people are coming out. We'll have Canadians here this weekend watching the games, whether it's at Bar Canada Stadium Swim or in the book here, right? It's good for the, of course, it's good for the town and all that. So I guess our desired matchup would be the Knights and the Islanders. I mean, excuse me, the Knights and the Lightning. Yeah, Knights and Lightning would be would probably be the best scenario. I would say, you know, leaving leaving uh, T-Mobile last night. What I was surprised at, I was really surprised how many Montreal Canadiens fans were uh, were in, in the arena. Um, and and after the game was over, obviously they were feeling good and uh, really took over Toshiba Plaza. Did a lot of singing and drinking, and uh, 
they had a lot of fun. And, you know, yesterday was also interesting because I asked a few guys, I said, so what are you going to do? You're going to go back in quarantine? He said, no, it's game five. We don't care what they do in Canada. They're staying. So uh, they were they were ready to go. I I think you know you're gonna see uh, you're gonna see a, a, a lot of Islanders. Fan. If Islanders uh, do come out ahead, you're gonna see an awful lot of Islanders. Want Islander fans want to make it up to Las Vegas. So with all the Montreal fans here in town last night, Dwayne Colucci didn't buy a drink. So that's good at least for him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we also have the U.S. Open going on right now. Day one right now at Torrey Pines. They got a late start due to fog. How has the handle been for Circa on the U.S. Open so far? Uh, handle so far has been great. I mean, this is um, the most amount of handle we've ever uh, we've ever um, written on, on, a, on a golf tournament. And uh, it's been great. Um, we, we uh, uh, Mike and I are on a group text this morning. And, uh, you know, when I got it, I had to, I had to do a double take here. We've got, uh, what do we got, about 30 guys with about six-figure losses here. A couple, uh, couple close, close to, to a million. million. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Phil was one of them. And uh, I think he ended up uh, up four plus four. So today is a day we were kind of trying to fade a couple kick fade a couple of the players, but uh, volume has been really incredible. And uh, Wes, like you said, I mean, this is pretty cool. I mean, it's going to be going, going for a long, long time tonight. And it puts a little pressure on the bookmakers to, to have enough time to post, uh, to post, uh, you know, a new, a new, uh, a new set of set of odds here after tonight before tomorrow morning with uh, with these West coast, uh, West coast tournaments. But the volume so far on this, on, on, on the PJ has been, been really incredible. And you guys, like everybody else here in town, huge liability on Phil Mickelson, but lefty who just turned 51 uh, last night. So happy birthday, Phil, you posted a 75 today. So bookmakers across the Las Vegas area, very happy to see a slow start on Phil Mickelson. I know I talked to a couple the other night and they had a lot of exposure on Phil Mickelson, clearly from that PGA win. Let's get an update though on the contest in terms of the Circa Sports Million, now edition three, and also the survivor pool. I assume the signups are going at a brisk pace, and as more people start to visit in the summer, take advantage of some of those deals in the summer, they're going to really rise up here soon. Yeah, brisk pace. You know, I guess it's all relative. You know, West Day, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I just posted something here. We're, we're not even at 250 entries. We got to get to... We got to get to. Uh, what are you uh, talking about? We're at 260 as we come on air. 141 in Circa Million Three and 119 in the Survivor. Oh, we went up 10 since my last meeting. All right, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, we're. Well, that's the bottom line. We're in deep trouble here. I mean, this overlay is crazy. I, I'm now. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to sweat. What do you think, Mike? Well, John Arts is an attorney that works with us, and he does the trademarks and and patents and all this. I just contacted him to copyright a phrase. World's most disingenuous overlay. That's how I feel about it. Oh, it's the world's largest <laughs> overlay. Okay, right. So one piece of good news, I guess, in terms of downtown Las Vegas is we're about to get live music back, finally, and we're getting it really back all over town, of course. Uh, Usher was sounding the siren last night at the BGK game and his residency at Caesars next month. But you guys have a concert series downtown that I know you work with all the properties downtown, the Downtown Rocks concert series. By the way, these are free shows if you want to come out on Fremont Street. So when is that getting starting, fellas? Uh, get started in uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, the first of uh, of the Downtown Rocks uh, summer concert series. We got free free uh, headline concerts uh, all the way through the end of November. So um, yeah, you could find uh, you could find all of them. I think there's about nine or ten of them. Uh, find them on the Vegas Experience uh, website. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a big thing for uh, for Fremont Street. Big thing for uh, for all of us here because uh, 
these concerts, uh, the fact that they're free, like all the casinos kind of pitch in to pay for it. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's uh, it's something that draws a lot of people out, and I know people uh, book their uh, book their trips for some of these things because free entertainment is pretty cool. And very rare here in Las Vegas. So I go out to a, a couple of these a summer. So glad to see him back. I'm glad to see live music back. We need some entertainment here in this town. So it's opening up. So looking forward to that this summer. Yeah, the downtown yeah, revitalizing opposite of the NBA right now. Uh, every major player <laughs> seems to be going down with an injury left and right. I'm sure you guys had to make a lot of major adjustments yesterday with the news breaking of Chris Paul being out indefinitely due to COVID-19 health concerns. And then Kawhi Leonard with a possible ACL injury. So how did that shake everything up for you guys yesterday? Well, obviously the market's moving a little bit against uh, a little bit against those injuries. But, you, you know, we're in a bad spot to a couple of teams. I mean, I'm sure you guys followed. There was a better making large, uh, you know, mid five figure bets on the Hawks at different spots around town. We took one of them. I mean, we can't get away from the Hawks here. I was cursing Stan Hinkie last night as this team collapsed again. I mean, we're, we're over a million dollar loser to the Hawks. If they win the title um, with the Chris Paul injury, uh, COVID protocol that might help us out. Cause we have liability to the Suns. We booked the Suns. Uh, really with the philosophy, we didn't think the Suns could come out of the West, but look at all the injuries. Yeah, obviously the Lakers, now the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets weren't healthy, right? So depending on if Chris Paul can come back, how many games is he going to miss in the next series? We'll have to see about uh, about that. Part of the reason that uh, that we have some bad results, though, is because we offer the no market. We took a lot of no money on the Lakers, and so that builds in a loser to whoever really, really comes out of the West or wins the title. That's true. Yep. All right, transition to the NFL real quickly. I know Amal Shah, the co-host of the Nuts with Mike Paul, which you can catch every day right here on VSIN, 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific. Catch that show. Check it out. But Amal was saying he thinks the Detroit Lions are going to have the fewest wins in the NFL. Dan Campbell now the head man in Detroit. They made some draft picks, though. It's like, hey, we want to get tougher. So they drafted a lot on the offensive and defensive line. Do you think the Detroit Lions are going to be the least winning team in the NFL this season, Derek? Wes, what is this? Yeah, you know, I get drilled by Mall, I get drilled by Mike, and now you're going to jump on me. I'm not realize, jumping on I, you, man. The reason I'm, I can't get fired, I'm a volunteer here. And you guys are riding me about Detroit. No, four I just half wins. I want to know your opinion. Four and a half wins. People are underestimating Dan Campbell. The city's already rallying around the guy. It's pretty amazing. Could be something special here, Mike. Well, I want to ask you this question though. You talked to me incessantly about how popular Matthew Stafford yep. and his wife, particularly, were in that community. I mean, what does that do to the to the level of enthusiasm for this team with Matthew Stafford coming out to California and Jared Goff being your leader? Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of Lions fans are going to be rooting for the Rams. Everybody really loved Matthew Stafford in that town. Um, you know, the same way they love uh, Steve Eiserman or they, uh, you know, you, you love certain certain players and uh, the way they love Barry Sanders. And, and Stafford was actually one of those guys. So I think that a lot of Detroit fans are going to be rooting for the Rams. But Detroit Lions fans are Lions fans. They're gonna they're gonna wear their blue and they're gonna and they're gonna and they're gonna root root for the Lions. The thing about Goff is I, I would say one thing. Goff hasn't said one bad thing in the media. He has been so relentlessly positive in Detroit, not really saying anything bad about uh, McVay or about the Rams situation, but just about how it's uh it's it's real interesting now that he's gained some experience to have a different coaching philosophy. And this guy's uh, really uh, really um. Um, I would say getting fans behind him in, in Detroit. And he's, 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 so far, he's been pretty positive. 
Yeah, Derek Stevens not taking any of the line slander. Not taking any of it. And uh, we do have to let you go. Not me. But uh, before you do, what do you have there? Last time we saw you had a giant piece of paper. Now you got something framed. No, now it's now it's. Let me oh, play yeah. my role here, okay? Oh there yeah, we go. circus survivor. That. See, look at this. Now, now we've got it framed and backed. Before the season goes, I'm going to memorize this schedule. You know, right now I'm a little worried about this this game over here. This well, we're uh, quiz you next game week. over here. That's a night game, so we'll we'll be carrying that around. So anybody comes up to a bar, we can talk football. All right, stick with us. More coming up right here on my guys. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Alvari, Wes Reynolds, back here on My Guys in the Desert with our Best Bets segment. Wes, would you like me to go first? Go first, please. Okay, ladies first. All right, so five WNBA games going on tonight. That was a lot for me to handicap before getting to the show today. So I haven't made all of my bets yet, but I have made a couple plays. So the first game that's going to start, actually two at uh, just about... 
30 minutes or so to tip off. We have the Dream at the Mystics and the Storm at the Fever. The Storm played the Fever the other night. Uh, they won by 17, covering as a 15-point favorite. Uh, again, they are a 15-and-a-half to 16-point favorite tonight. I don't think they cover it again, even though they totally could. Honestly, the Storm Fever game could be a complete mess. As Wes mentioned, the Fever are the 13th team in the WNBA right now, and there are only 12 teams, so really struggling. But third time these two have matched up this season. Uh, the first game, the Storm won by 15. Again, I said last game won by 17. So uh, I am on the Fever plus 15-and-a-half. If you can find a 16, even better. Um, and I'm hoping that the Fever are able to hold their own a little bit better against the Storm here and probably a lower-scoring game, I would expect, uh, even though the Storm can pretty much do whatever they want. So total sitting around 163-and-a-half. I did take the under on that. And then the Dream and the Mystics also starting in just about 30 minutes or so. Uh, this game, minus one in favor of the Dream, uh, even a pick in some spots. I got it as a pick I did go on the Mystics side, but something to keep in mind, no Tina Charles for the Mystics tonight. She's out for personal reasons. That is a huge blow to their offense. Uh, also, no Erica McCall. She's dealing with a knee injury, so something to consider when picking sides here. Um, I like the Mystics better in terms of the way that this team runs and operates, especially in a fourth quarter situation. I think it is going to be a tight game, uh, so I'm going to side on the Mystics here, and I think I'm looking at over the total here. Uh, yes, over 164 for me on Dream Mystics, and then later on, Lynx and Wings. I haven't looked at this game very much yet, but it looks like the Wings are favored by four points. That is the side I would lean towards, but when I first looked at this, I thought about possibly putting the Wings on the money line with another team. Uh, so that is a game I haven't really looked at too closely yet. Still looking at again. That's going to be a 6 p.m. Pacific start, so 9 p.m. Eastern. And then Liberty Aces going on as the late game tonight. These two teams have already matched up before, and the Liberty actually held their own. They're within three points in the first half of that game the other night, and then just completely wheels fell off in the second half. Uh, they have, again, no answer for the aces in the paint. Um, so aces minus 15 and a half here. I did take the Liberty again. They didn't cover for me the other night plus 15, but they're getting plus 15 and a half here. Uh, so hopefully they can get it together here. No Sabrina Ionescu the other night and probably not going to see her again tonight. Still dealing with that ankle. One thing on that sun and sky game as well. Yeah. Kurt Miller currently away from the team due yep. to what is called a family medical issue. So Brandy Poole going to be the acting head coach for the Connecticut Sun. Off to a very good start. Eight and three on the season. But Kurt Miller going to take an indefinite leave of absence, so keep that in mind. I don't know how much it's going to affect the number. I haven't really handicapped this league very much this year, but right now Connecticut Sun down to four and a half point underdogs. Well, and more importantly, too, in that game, someone did tweet at me this morning and said, why are the Sky favored by uh, four points here, four and a half points versus the Sun, who have a better record and are have been doing really well? John Quell Jones, uh, WNBA MVP front runner here, is not playing with the Sun right now. She's away in Europe right now, doing Eurobasket for most of June, uh, so she'll be out for four to six games. So that's going to be a huge loss for them. As Wes mentioned, no Kurt Miller. And then Candace Parker has returned to the sky. And since her return, they have just been firing on all cylinders. So that is why you're seeing the sky favored here. Um, that said, I did take the sun plus four and a half, but I'm not feeling great about it. So not one that I would recommend sailing. Um, and I am looking at an over here because total only sitting at 155. The sun do tend to slow people down in their games and kind of mm -hmm. make them play at their speed. That said, the sky have been averaging well over 85 points. Uh, so something to consider when looking at that low of a total.
Okay, we'll get to mine here really quickly. I didn't really love a lot on the card today, so just a couple plays. I'll start with the top with the baseball. I laid the half a run minus $1.35 with the Atlanta Braves and Charlie Morton. This is basically just the John Gant fade. If you've watched the Braves really over the last couple weeks, the bullpen has really been letting these guys down. These guys are starting to hit the ball. Danielle mentioned kind of about they're trying to get rid of the sticky stuff in baseball, and maybe that's why the runs are going up. I think that's part of it. I also think part of it is the weather's heating up. And that's just usually what you see in the summer. So when in doubt, when you're looking to bet these totals, if you want to bet overs, bet them early, bet them in the overnights, bet them early in the morning. And then if you want to come back late on unders, do that kind of right before first pitch of the individual game. So Braves minus a half a run minus a dollar 35 over the Cardinals with Charlie Morton on the bump. Also the Bucks first half money line. I'm going to parlay this with the Islanders at plus one and a half goals. So if the Islanders lose by one, obviously it's a winner. So I think think a very close game and a very low total and perhaps that low scoring game that Mike Palm talked about in the last segment Islanders plus one and a half even if they lose by one it gets it done that is plus 124 well I like that Bucks first half play I'm hoping that they do go up so that I can maybe get some plus money on the nets we have more US Open and stuff to get to next on my guys in the desert If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. You can also download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Wes, you're on the Long Shot Show. What did you guys talk about this week? We talked Obviously, about the, the United States Open at Torrey Pines Golf Course in San Diego, California. Actually, La Jolla, to be exact. And uh, we look like we have a very good tournament, West Coast U.S. Open. I think Matt might be going out there, actually, for one of the days. But now we're starting to get the leaders here in terms of the second group are going to be out. They've already pretty much teed off. And John Rahm with an early birdie on the first hole. He was the tournament favorite, one of my picks for the, and my bets for this week one under par now just through one hole Rory McIlroy also early in at one under just two holes played on his round a lot of the big names still at even par Bryson DeChambeau gave one back on the third hole he is now even par Paul Casey Scotty Scheffler who is a guy like this week he did just give his birdie back with the bogey on the second hole Jordan Spieth Dustin Johnson Justin Rose Patrick Reed all the big names here in the second flight are absolutely out there and now Rafa Cabrera Bello not going to be able to tie Russell Henley as the first round leader because he is on 18 and I believe he pars that par five so he gets in at three under par along with Francesco Molinari so one Italian one Spaniard there in second place behind the American Russell Henley four under par Brooks Kepka, Xander Schauffele two under par host of players also at one under we've got about four and a half or five more hours at least of golf tonight if you like that primetime golf which I do I'll be flipping back and forth between that and
and the USA swimming trials in Omaha, Nebraska. So basically going back and forth and maybe mixing a little bit of that NBA game too. Speaking of, Katie Ledecky making a lot of, making a splash, if you will, over in the trials. The the greatest female swimmer of all time. I think that's safe to say, and she's still adding more to that. So look, I'm excited to see these Olympic trials and all this stuff back and Rowdy Gaines going crazy on the commentary. Of course, we had the diving on the weekend. We're about to have the gymnastics here in a couple weeks. Then we get into the track and field. They said the Olympics were five weeks away. I was like, five weeks? It seems like it's two or three months away, but obviously there's some uh, protocol in terms of the health crisis over there in Japan. So hopefully it's going to be participating. I'm excited to bet on the Olympics, especially. Uh, We are going to get back to the U.S. Open with our DraftKings PGA analyst, Reed Fowler, in our next segment. Uh, We were just talking about the show Long Shots. You guys also have a little segment on there called Across the Pond with Wes Reynolds. But we're going to go across the pond for a different reason here. Uh, The Euro 2020, even though it's 2021, continuing across Europe. What's the update? Yeah, I wish I was across the pond because it's hot as hell out here. It this is, is this so is hot early in Las June Vegas. and it's 115. I know people hate when Midwest guys like me whine and piss and moan about the heat, but 115 here, you know, just in the middle of June is a little much. But nevertheless, hopefully it cools down next week. But anyway, back across the pond, as you mentioned, Ukraine gets it done over North Macedonia here, two to one. So Ukraine gets all three points. This is Group C action that happened today. So they have three points. Austria also has three points as the Netherlands go ahead and get it done. They're two to nothing today. The Netherlands have already advanced out of this group. I basically, for interest, because I did not do a ton of handicapping of Euro to 2020, just, you know, time has kind of been a little bit of an issue here. So I basically took a couple futures that were kind of in the mid-range price, rather, and one of them was the Netherlands, who really was not good defensively in that first match. They had that two nothing lead blew it to the Ukraine then scored in the 85th minute to win that first match and now they have won two the Netherlands are officially I think the first team through into the bracket they'll play on June 27th in Budapest it looks like they're going to go ahead and win group C and then Ukraine and Austria are going to play and the winner of that or whoever gets a point out of that is going to be the one to advance in group C also probably the match of the day in terms of the headlines was Belgium and Denmark because of course we we all saw what happened on Saturday with Christian Eriksen. Of course I did. Who, I never who, missed a game. Who is uh, who did collapse, unfortunately, and uh, had a heart issue. I guess a pacemaker is going to be put in. So mm-hmm. Christian Eriksen, one of the leading players for Denmark, is going to be out for the World Cup. But obviously, it looks like the health issue is going to be okay long term. So this, this looked horrifying at first. We always think the worst when we see these things. But he is okay. Unfortunately, his mates of Denmark not okay they score the goal in the first two minutes took the early lead on Belgium today but Hazard and De Bruyne with goals for Belgium so two to one final Belgium has now won both of their matches this is group D action so Belgium six points Russia and Finland with three points Belgium has already advanced to the knockout phase they get to the round of 16 out of all these groups and then Russia and Finland Denmark still could get there, but they would need a win here. They're not officially eliminated, but they would need a win in that last match over the Russians, and then Finland will play Belgium. So it looks like Belgium in the driver's seat to win this group. That has not been guaranteed under like under other than Group C, uh, the opposite of that, where Netherlands has gone ahead and, and taken this. So Euro 2020 in action. We also have Copa America. There isn't match ongoing right now. Colombia and Venezuela, 79th minute, all tied at nil.
the odds to win the entire thing here. France is the short shot at four to one. England and Belgium and Italy all tied up at plus six fifty. Uh, anything on this board that you would look at at this stage? Well, I think I'm going to stick with my Netherlands and also my Portugal with, uh, mm-hmm. and they got to win uh, the other day three to nothing. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo CR seven, a penalty kick, and then a late goal in stoppage time. So they were kind of the ones I liked a little bit down the board. Of course, the the ultimate host of this event is the are the Italians, and they're getting a little bit of the support here. They have looked very good in this competition. You know, England, the three lions will also get some some wagering because obviously that is a very popular team around the world, probably the most popular team, at least here in North America. A lot of the North American fans, obviously, because this is an all Euro tournament, they go ahead and root for the English and root for the three lions. So they'll get support. France seems to maybe be a little bit on the way down. Uh, Of course, uh, they have already played uh, the Germans who are aging a little bit. They've been one of the top teams in Europe and really arguably the top club in the world going forward. But France did get the one nothing win in group play over Germany. So Group F is kind of what they call the group of death in these international competitions. You have Portugal in that group. You have France in that group. You have Germany and then Hungary kind of bringing up the rear. So really, you haven't seen much of a change. I'm going to stick with the Dutch and the Portuguese, though. You mentioned England. They face Scotland tomorrow. They're minus 305 favorite there. Scotland plus 950. Any read on this one? Any side? Uh, Nothing yet for me. Maybe England on the goal line. But obviously, the Scots are going to be up against the English. Wales has obviously been successful. All the United Kingdom nations represented here in Euro 2020. We'll get back to the U.S. Open with Reed Fowler next here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers feature Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, the fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Rush Pay, not valid in Iowa, must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert, ready to get into some U.S. Open with the one, the only, Reed Fowler, DraftKings PGA analyst. Reed, thanks so much for joining us, especially on day one of the U.S. Open. Danielle, what an introduction. I appreciate that. The one and only. I think actually there's one more Reed Fowler somewhere out there at least, um, and I have to talk to him because well, uh, yeah, now I have that <laughs> moniker. Number one in, in my heart, Reed, because I've made many golf bets I've stopped since, uh, and I've only won once, and it was one time that we had you on on primetime action, and I tailed you, and you won me some money. So you are the one and only Reed Fowler in my book. Yes, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. My career can't get any better than this. So let's talk about the U.S. Open. Obviously, a weird start to it, a little bit of fog. So they had a late start. So we're still seeing some players waiting to tee off uh, and finish up their round. So what has stood out to you so far? Yeah, early on, you see some players that, look, Russell Henley, RCB, Rafa Cabrera-Bale, they're, they're playing well. Um, Cabrera-Bale could have got to minus four or four under. He just didn't have a good approach on number 18. But you kind of see Brooks Kepka's right there, minus two. Uh, Xander Shoffley, two under. Um, those things are reigning true. We thought pre-tournament, those are the couple guys that were going to pl- play well here. You saw a lot of the bet handle go on those two guys as well. But there are some surprises. I think Morikawa, for me personally, at, at four over par, uh, it's you know that's a little surprising. But it's a testament to how this course is setting up. Even with that marine layer, even with the moisture early in the morning, it's still a, t- a tough course. So you're going to see guys like Bryson, guys that have gone on earlier, or excuse me, later, Adam Scott, are still out there. We saw what Webb Simpson did today at eight over par. It's a tough course. So it's it, in that sense, it's really showing us what we thought it was going to be. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of golf to be played, a lot of big names still out there. 
Reed, do you expect the morning scores to be a little bit lower, not only today, but of course tomorrow? Because we know kind of with these POA greens, tricky, they can get very bumpy. A lot of players don't like to play these greens necessarily unless they're West Coast based, basically. But you kind of see the greens are a little bit more pure in the early session. Then in the afternoon, get a little bit more bumpy. So you think there's a little bit of a draw bias that favors anybody? I think so. Yeah, I think the AM, and, and you know, it, it's going it to remain to be seen right now how it plays tomorrow. But that's usually the case with Paula, is it gets really grainy towards the end. Everybody has seen, right? It's the, that Tiger putt on 72 on Sunday, and that thing was bouncing all over the place. And it finally, you know, goes in on that right side and it hugs the right side and it goes in. But the slow mo, you see it just bumps and bumps and bumps. And the reason why you see guys that play on the West Coast and it's sort of the West Coast bias, right? The John Roms, Xander plays well here. Adam Scott is another player who puts extremely well on Pola, is that they're used to it. Even if you make a solid putt that you could miss it, you have to really, uh, and honestly, I don't know how these guys could do it because I wouldn't be able to, is you really have to have short-term memory loss and say, I made that great putt. I missed it because the greens are a little bit grainy. Um, but again, it, it really, when you talk about the U.S. Open, it's less about those semantics, I think, and more about between the ears. Like Brooks mm-hmm. Kepko, for instance, Never plays a West Coast swing, hardly plays it. I'd say last year and this year might have been a, a sort of a, a misnomer because, right, with COVID and the shutdown, so maybe more golf needs, needed to have been played for Brooks. But he never plays on the West Coast because, he, frankly, he doesn't like putting on pole. But we saw today he could have easily been four under par. You know, he just missed some putts, and now he's at two under. So really it's more about the guys who can play about the U.S. Open, less maybe about the pole. But... I would say morning draws are a little bit better. Reed, I'm not sure how it ended up at DraftKings, but just getting kind of a general consensus of the bookmakers I was talking to, a lot of the guys at the top of the board on the futures market got well-supported, obviously, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Schauffele, of course, usually plays well here in the U.S. Open, never finished lower than six, Tony Finau, and Tony Finau, a rough start today, three over par, even though he did birdie 18. So uh, top, hope maybe top 10 Tony again, maybe he rallies and, and backdoors that top 10. But nevertheless, there were a couple guys, I think, kind of on those short prices that it seemed like it was a little bit lukewarm on the board, and that was Dustin Johnson, the number one player in the world. I didn't hear a lot of support for him this week. He's even through three, and now Rory just started his round one under through three. Rory McIlroy as well, because we saw what he did at Wells Fargo, and it's like, okay, is Rory really back, or is this just the place where he's a horse for course, where he's now won three times there at Quail Hollow? So those guys I really didn't feel like got a lot of support on the board. What do you make of their chances here? Yeah, same with uh, same with Rory. Uh, excuse me, Spieth as well, right? Spieth didn't get a much love, and again, you could tell, like you could you could say, okay, a lot of distance, right? Spieth isn't really that player, but especially with Rory, like Rory, you know, at DK Sportsbook, you know, he came in at plus twenty one hundred, uh, and that was where he sat for the longest time, and I think he ended uh, at plus twenty one hundred. So, uh, I think when you when you take a look at what Rory has done in the U.S. Open, when you take a look at what he's done in majors. Um, all of us really lean towards, man, we really want this guy to win Augusta National. But these are the type of courses that he plays well, especially, especially Wes, if like when we see Torrey Pines not be windy like we saw at Kiwa Island. If it stays like this where the weather is, is you know, fairly benign in terms of the wind, then you could see Rory really perform here. I think if the conditions do start to get tough in terms of weather, I think Rory, the way he's hitting his irons right now, because at, at, you know, at Wells Fargo, the guy putted lights out. 
right? And that's something that, again, you definitely need at a major tournament. You definitely need here. But that's really tough to predict. It's tough to predict when these guys can pop. The best, the best ball striker can have a bad putting week, but the best putter, like, is not going to be number one in ball striking, right? Like, that's just not how it goes on the PGA Tour. So, with that being said, trying to pinpoint Rory this week, I think it's a numbers play. I think EV, in terms of ex expected value, he was great at plus 2,100. But the guys like Brooks and the guys like Bryce and Xander, they got the most handle on our book just because of what they're able to do. And coming into it, right, everybody was talking about those three players, along with Phil Mickelson, obviously. Yeah, and as we move forward in the tournament, if we don't have any golf bets or are just looking to add on to our bankroll, maybe hedge off of some other bets, how would you be looking to attack the in-play, or excuse me, the in-tournament market? Yeah, I think when you look at uh, Daniel at the U.S. Open, especially here, we see that these top names, like, look, Russell Henley, four under par, great, right? Like, he played fantastic golf. Tomorrow, especially when he goes out in the afternoon, that could be, you know, he could shoot eight over, and he could be at, at four over par. I think when you take a look at especially a major tournament, after day one, you're going to get some big numbers. I remember when Tiger won in 2019 at Augusta National, Francesco Molinari was coming in at 30 to 1. Even though he ended up losing for a good portion of that tournament, it looked like he was going to win. And this is when Molinari was clearly a lot better than what he's doing right now. But you see, right, T2 for Francesco at 300 par. I think it's so, it's so valuable to take a look at these guys, especially after day one, to see the numbers that have slid down. Morikawa you know, finished up at 25 to 1, I believe, on most books. If you get him now at, at a larger number, yes, he's, you know, he shot four over par here, but that's what you want to do. And then also when you're looking at matchups as well, is look at the guys that didn't putt well, that had a great ball striking week, or excuse me, day, and then, again, it could switch tomorrow, right? Those putts that were burning the edges because maybe it hit like a little pull grain here and it just whipped out. We saw a ton of lip outs early in the morning, but the ball striking was there. That's the guys that you want to go after when you're going head-to-head, -head, as opposed to the guys that just played a hot round. Look at the guys ball striking, putting just didn't work out today. That could easily switch tomorrow, especially the guys that go out in the morning. And 78 players now finished, obviously. The afternoon flight yep. just getting started here, so these numbers are going to change. But, read what we always see after the first round, we always see a couple guys, and look, maybe Russell Henley has staying power here, but we always see a few of these guys, look, that shoot low on day one, they get first-round leader, and then they come back when they have to play maybe in the tougher end of the draw, like we were mentioning about the greens. Who did you yeah. see, though, in the morning flight, though, that you think, okay, these guys are going to stick around and they're going to be there on Sunday. Yeah, I think if you look at a lot of the, the, the European players, I think Fitzpatrick, again, he, you just look at some of his scores. Like, I think he doubled. I forget which hole it was. Um, and he did that. I was watching him at Kiwa, and I had him in a head-to-head. -head and he was – I won't get into that. But, um, like, he, I think if you take a look, a look at the European players, I think they're used to these type of conditions, right? They're used to these type of courses, the Tyrell Hattons of the world. Uh, the Matty Fitzpatrick. Matthew Wolf is interesting. I, I'm again, I'm a little worried about about Matthew Wolf because mm -hmm. his, his scorecard kind of looked like all of us, right? Like eight birdies sport. today. Sends the birdies, more the bogeys. <laughs> uh, you know, like everyone's like, oh yeah, pars are really good at the U.S. Open, and Matthew Wolf's like, hold my beer. Like, you know, pars aren't that great. Um, but I liked a lot of Europeans, right? Rory's, the Matty, the, the Matt Wallaces. These guys play these type of conditions all the time, right? They're kind of used to it. Not necessarily with, like, the sun-kissed California sky, um, but they're used to the tough conditions. And so I do think some of the European players are going to stay up there. And, like, Fitzpatrick, he's been god-awful with his driver for the last handful of tournaments, but putting, 
um, and, and everything of the ilk. He's been he's been great. He's almost uh, like he, the Jordan Spieth of the UK, really. Right, exactly. And he's someone that, again, on these longer courses where you don't think he's going to play well, the guy shows up. He should have had a top five at Kiowa, but if he, he finished, you know, like those last couple of holes in four over par, right? So if he had a top five, he would definitely would have been someone that we were talking about much more than we did. And you see right now, T6 shooting one under, he's in a really good spot. Reed, thanks so much. You're always a wealth of knowledge. You're, you're still my favorite Reed Fowler, even though you gave the California golfers a little hard time there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Being going to defend my California people here. Uh, but thank you so much. DraftKings PJ analyst Reed T. Fowler on Twitter if you want to follow him. Thank you, Reed. Thanks, guys. So he's saying the, the California golfers can't hack it on, on these conditions, huh? Well, I hope he's wrong about one of them. Xander Shoffley, who's one of my guys this week. The uh, pride and joy of San Diego State. The Aztec now two under par here. Of course, he is from San Diego. And look, U.S. Open has not finished worse than sixth in his career. He's had four U.S. Opens, always been in the top six. Hopefully, he can be number one here. Off to a good start, two under par. Maybe a little low bar to be the pride and joy of SDSU. But nevertheless, hey. uh, very exciting. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks to Wes for joining me as well. My guys in the desert. We'll be back tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.